Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fire Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host, and today we have two great guests, Jason Logsdon from Amazing Food Made Easy, and Mike Lashardi from the International Sous Vide Association. I will be right back with my guests. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm your host. And today I have a couple great guests. I'm going to start out with Jason Logston. He is the owner and creator of the uh, Amazing Food Made Easy website. He also runs the Exploring Sous Vide Facebook group. He is an author of a number of uh, sous vide books that are on Amazon. Jason, Welcome to the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, I think you did a pretty good job. I run uh, Amazing Food Made Easy. And it's a website mainly dedicated to trying to take high-end restaurant techniques and show you how you can do them at home. And sous vide is a large part of, of my content and what I focus on because it uh, – you know, especially as it started getting popularized, or is with Thomas Keller, and uh, I tried to convert it so you can do it as a home cook pretty easily. So, thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Well, I'm glad you uh, glad you're on. So your website not only does CV, but you also do a lot of other modernist cooking practices too, as well. Correct? Yeah, that's right. Can you go into more what those are? Yeah, some of the big ones are like making foams or gels or even even just uh, thickening without using flour or cornstarch. There's some good uh, different thickening ingredients. So I've taken things like you might go to a three-star Michelin restaurant and you'd have a, a, a light foam on your you know small little bite that you're having as part of your tasting menu. And on my website, I show you how you could do that at home with maybe soy sauce um, and it'll take you five minutes to do and cost you like three bucks and all your friends will be amazed at what you're serving them. But it cost it took you very little effort to actually accomplish it. That's pretty much what I go for in my cooking. I try to impress my friends and family without having to spend any more energy than I have to. Yeah, it's kind of the stuff you see in the movies, you know, fancy stuff that you don't really think about that you could do at home that you see on TV or in the movies. So that's great that you do that. Um, what what got you started in, in creating the website and, and getting into the sous vide and the modernist cooking? So about 12 years ago, I guess now, I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> I got a copy of Thomas Keller's Under Pressure Cookbook and a sous vide temperature controller to plug my crock pot into. And I read through his book and I was confused because it's pretty complicated. You know, reading uh, Thomas Keller about how to bake a chicken, it's complicated because he's making, you know, everything's very precise and the best, some of the best dishes in the world. So I didn't really understand how to use sous vide after reading his book. I started doing some research online and I found uh, the e-gullet forum with Nathan from Now Modernist Cuisine, which didn't exist at the time, and uh, uh, Nathan Baldwin as well. And they had some interest, or Douglas Baldwin, sorry. They had some interesting uh, information out there, but it was all on a giant forum and it was really not accessible to most people. And a lot of it was very scientific discussions about temperature curves and uh, heating gradients and interesting things like that that aren't applicable to most home cooks necessarily. It applies to all cooking, but you don't worry too much about the thermal gradient in your chicken breast when you're baking it. You just know you set it to 450, and when the temperature hits where you want it, you pull it out. So I thought, if I'm this confused about it, I generally feel like I'm a pretty intelligent person, and I'm pretty scientific. And if I couldn't follow a lot of this, I thought there's probably a, a lot of other people that couldn't as well. So I started gathering that information and putting it together in one place and beginning to do some of my own research and cooking with it uh, to put my own spin on a lot of what was being discussed. And it kind of grew from there. It just took off and sous vide has exploded over the last decade. And my information was some of the first that was out there for home cooks. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that drew me to your uh, books, the website, 
the Facebook group is you take some of the complicated things that you, you think are complicated and kind of put it back down in layman's terms so that everybody can kind of understand what's going on. And that's what I try to do as well. And the things that I do with, uh, you know, combining the bar- barbecue and sous vide, there's still a lot of people that don't understand what sous vide is and how it works. And, you know, once you learn the basics of it, it's really kind of easy. You know, so if you can kind of explain it to people to make them that they can understand it. Once they get it, they get that aha moment. You know, that's that's what I liked about, you know, when I first found your stuff. So. Uh, I appreciate that. That's generally my goal. So I'm glad, uh, glad it was effective. <laughs> and I think one of the first places I found your uh, work was in the Gourmet uh, <laughs> book that came with the Gourmet uh, circulator that I bought. Cause I bought that, you know, the first thing, you know, a couple of years ago, I asked my wife, I, I kind of stumbled onto sous vide and, and then I kind of said, well, I'm going to try working it with barbecue. And the first sous vide circulator I bought was a Gourmet one on sale, you know, through Kohl's or something. And, I opened up the box and, uh, you know, there was your guide and recipes. So <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, glad some people saw that there's a, uh, it was fun to work with Gourmet. I've done a, a few different things with them and generally think pretty highly of their machines. So what, right. And I know you've wrote, written a bunch of books and the website, what keeps you the most busy? Are you still writing more books? Um, is the website and the, and the Facebook group keep you really busy? You know, what else, are you working on right now? So I'm kind of doing a three prong approach, I guess. I've been working on some more books that will also be made into video courses. So lately I've come out with two, two new video courses, one on getting started with sous vide and one for cooking Thanksgiving dinner with sous vide. And as part of the process of coming up with the content and the recipes, it's a lot easier for me if I, write it all down instead of trying to wing it or just have an outline. And in the process of writing it all down, I pretty much have enough content for a full book that I can put out in conjunction with the video course. So I've been working on those two aspects uh, as part of the amazing food made easy uh, products now. And then I've also been starting to do a little bit more about working with other food bloggers, teaching them how to, how over the last decade, I've really started to grow my income by serving my fans. It's a lot of food bloggers don't necessarily make money by serving their fans. It's through ads and affiliate links. So I've been talking more and speaking at some food conferences about how I approach making money, which is by creating products and services that my my fans are really interested in and it's providing value to them. So they're happy to, to pay for them versus trying to put ads or other things in that are taking away some from your readers. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed on your website um, is you have a email free email course that you provide that kind of walks people through sous vide and how to get started. A multiple uh, email type course is that still very popular? You still get a lot of people doing that. Yeah, we actually came out with a second free email course because the first one was so popular. We had about I think. 10,000 people sign up in the first year. We put out the, the first email course. It's 20 emails long with 35 lessons in it and really takes you from not knowing anything about sous vide to hopefully having a pretty comprehensive understanding about it. And then recently we just put out a, a nine email uh, course, which is the quick start course. And that's much more high level and it's supposed to take you from, if you have a sous vide machine that you don't really feel comfortable with, it kind of gives you the the down and dirty basics you need to use it with a few super simple recipes and what, in my opinion, is the most important things you need to know in sous vide, which is the some of the safety issues with the danger zone and how to determine time and temperatures. People don't know how to how to approach that, so I try to cover it pretty quick in the course to let people. You know, you, you have a new piece of equipment that you either got as a gift or you just spent one or two hundred bucks on, and there's. In my opinion, there's not a lot of good content that just says, here's here's how to get up and running in a week without having to dive into a lot of scientific information. So I put together the course I thought people would be looking for and made it free to get some new people in that just got a machine and hopefully will give my site a try and then become long-term fans of, of my content and the stuff that I do. So we discussed about uh, you had some you you wrote some books already. How many books do you have combined with the sous vide and modernist cooking? Do you have out there right now? 
I should probably know the answer, but I think it's between 12 and 14, somewhere in there. <laughs> I've, I've lost track, which I should probably figure out the specific answer to that. Because I know you have like at least six or seven just on sous vide, you know, different uh, aspects of it. You know, I know one is a grilling one. Some are, you know, some basic recipes. Some are some more advanced recipes and things like that. So, and yeah. then I know you have some, you have some modernist uh, cuisine books as well. Yeah, I do some modernist ones and the whipping siphon and infusions and some things like that that are similar to sous vide, but a little bit out of the strict sous vide realm. And then, like you were saying, I have uh, seven or eight, I think, sous vide books at this point. Are they all available elsewhere besides Amazon, or is it primarily Amazon that they are distributed through? Most of them are available on Amazon or on the uh, any uh, ebooks that you have. So, you know, Kindle, iTunes, Nook, and then I have PDFs on my website. Uh, there's two that are available, I believe, in bookstores. Uh, the the official Instapot sous vide guide, which was my latest one that uh, was sponsored by Instapot. And there's a, a traditionally published book. And another one that was, I think it's called Simple Sous Vide, which was also a traditionally published book. And both of those are in, I believe, uh, Barnes and Noble and brick and mortar stores. So your Facebook group is one of the first ones I joined, and it's probably one of the most popular on Facebook that is dedicated strictly to sous vide. And I know, I think you have your, you know, some of your family members in there as admins and moderators. I think that's great that you got some of your family running it. But um, what uh, what challenges and, and have you just, you know, seen with that Facebook group? I know Facebook groups have been, I started my own a while back, and you know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're kind of challenging it sometimes. So how, how is that to, since you started it to, to now think it's going to continue to grow or? Uh, we actually got pretty lucky. I'm not sure how we had such explosive growth when our group came out, but we're up to almost 40,000 members now, which was we were not expecting it to take off like that. The biggest challenge is just keeping up with the content. We have probably 15 or 20 posts a day, if not more. And each one of those can have between 20 and you know 100 or 200 comments on it. So trying to keep up with that, it's something that is a challenge because I think the Facebook group is a really good resource for a lot of people that are using it. It's not a good way for us to make money, <laughs> which is part of running a blog and being writing cookbooks. And I do sous vide full time. So that always has to be in the back of my mind. What can I do to provide value while still bringing in some, some money? So the Facebook group is hard to, I can't dedicate the two or three hours a day. I'd probably have to at a minimum to keep up with all the content and be a moderator quite as well as we would prefer. But most of the people in there are pretty good. And we've just tried to start drawing a, a harder line and count on our, our members to let us know when people are out of line. There's a lot of different Facebook groups out there, and we try to be a welcoming one that has a lot of beginners in it. And so there's no there's no dumb questions. You don't get in trouble for asking what time and temperature you should post stuff or talking about what what time and temperature do you need to cook a, a well-done steak. You know, people tend to jump down other people's throats, and we remove people like that from the group because we try to be supportive and share in the, the successes of sous vide and the joy of using it, not criticize other people. So that's been kind of our guiding principle. And it's something I think we are slowly accomplishing. We wish we could, you know, like I said, do two or three more hours a day of <laughs> moderation, but just not enough time in the day for, for running a company as well. Well, and when I started my Facebook group about a year ago, I, I kind of modeled it again about yours because I, I try to do the same thing. You know, I, I don't, there's no stupid questions. You know, you help out the people that need help. You know, you try to get rid of the people that are there just to cause problems and, you know, yeah. treat people like garbage. So, I mean, I, I do this, the same thing. And I've been in part of other groups, and I know you've heard of other groups that are the total opposite, where they run people off for silly reasons and 
they kind of, you know, their their moderators and admins are, are just as bad as some of the, the worst <laughs> uh, people yeah, on there. I love your so, Facebook group. But, uh, I, sorry, and, I was going to say, I, I love your that, Facebook uh, group, and I recommend <laughs> it to anyone that brings up questions about smoking and, and using sous vide in conjunction, because I do love the way that you manage it, and I think it's a really welcoming environment, so something good to uh, for me to recommend as a resource to other people. So I think you've done a great job with it. Yeah, that, and that's why I said I kind of modeled it against your uh, your Facebook group because that's that's the way I think you you know when you're starting out you're trying to teach people something new you don't want to make have them feel like they're going to get chastised you know when they ask a question <laughs> so um, now I noticed you did you've done a couple of YouTube videos and you have a channel and um, do you ever you know I, I, do you see that growing at all you're going to try to use that more. Yeah, so we've started doing some YouTube stuff, and I most of the social media we put stuff on Pinterest, and I personally mainly mainly use Instagram. I have a personal and business account on Instagram, but YouTube's the one that we're going to be focusing on a little more in the future, especially with doing the video courses. I've got a lot better feel for um, how to do videos, and I I think I'm better standing in front of the camera than I used to be. I've taken a since I've been doing a lot more public speaking at conferences, I've taken uh, public speaking classes, and I've also gotten into doing improv in New York City. So if I can get up on a stage and do improv and make a fool of myself in front of strangers in a you know, on a stage, I can definitely uh, stand in front of a camera in my own kitchen and uh, talk to it a lot easier than I could before. So I think YouTube, the visual aspects of it, connecting with your with your fans a lot better. And just be able to show them what you're talking about instead of trying to describe it in words is it makes it a really powerful medium. We're pretty new to both of, to to YouTube, but it's something that we're definitely focusing more on in the future. Yeah, when I first started doing it, I had the same thing. I want to be able to show people because I'm a, I'm that type of learner that I can learn better by somebody showing me visually than reading it in a book. You know, I can learn so, some stuff from reading in a book or, or reading a recipe, but when somebody, when I'm watching somebody do it, I can learn a lot better, and that's kind of why I started my YouTube channel as well. So, but wait a minute, you said something there that caught my attention. You know, I'm coming up to New York City here at the end of this <laughs> month. Are you gonna Are you gonna be doing some stand up somewhere that I can come uh, watch? Uh, probably, we won't be having an improv show at that time, but uh, I'll definitely do dinner. And you're on my calendar for dinner. And if you wanna <laughs> If you want to attend an improv show, we can definitely go to one and you can see what I do without uh, actually watching me, <laughs> watching me do it. <laughs> oh, well, I thought I'd try and see if we could sneak into a show while we're up there. But, um, yeah, I look forward to meeting you. And um, uh, I was hoping that Justice could uh, meet us, but uh, we'll see. I know he just got a new job, but Justice Stewart, so I'm a big fan of his as well. And uh, I got his book, too, that just came yeah, his out. His book's so. great, and he's a real nice guy. We've met up a few times, and uh, I really like hanging out with him. I'll, I'll be sure to send him a message and let him know to get his priorities straight. But this this whole new job thing isn't nearly as important <laughs> as hanging out with me and you. Now, um, you, you, we talked about this. You talked about this a little earlier on the uh, special video courses that you're doing. So you're going to be concentrating on doing those you know, more uh, more of those and different yeah, ones. Yeah, I feel like it's a good way to kind of package the content and information into a format that my my fans are really interested in. It's there's so much more information out there and so much free information that trying to just come up with kind of random videos or random recipes now it, it isn't very helpful for for my fans. I think it's a lot easier to take a, a discrete problem that they have and take them through in a video course from start to finish that you don't know how to, like for an example, you could do one pretty easily on sous vide and barbecue. So your fans wouldn't know how to sous vide and barbecue at the beginning. And then 20 lessons later, they would fully understand how to use sous vide and barbecue. And that's something that you can't, you can't Google it. You can't find free videos on YouTube. You can find one-off videos, but not that kind of step-by-step, step, here's what you need to know if you really want to help master a, a new form of cooking. And that's great. And that's, like I said, that's the kind of 
that's the kind of learning I like is watching somebody doing it, you know, while they're telling me to do it. And that's why I've always loved the food channels, <laughs> you know, you know, watching, watching the, you know, food network and all that was, and watching. I learned by watching all the Bobby Flay and Tyler Florence on uh, the food network about 15 years ago. Well, again, your website is amazingfoodmadeeasy.com and it's got a lot of information on it. I use your um, time and temp guide a lot. And uh, when people in my Facebook group ask for times and temps, you know, you get those all the time. Hey, what's the time and temp on this? I always link to your online time and temp guide and say, here, stop asking questions. Just go, go to this. And if you ever got a question, you know, you don't have to sit there and wait for somebody to look it up for you and answer you. You can just click real quick and go to, you know, Jason's website. It's right there. So, um, and the Facebook group is, is, um, exploring sous vide. So, um, like I said, that's one of the biggest ones out there. It's one of the most welcoming ones. So if you're a newbie new to, uh, sous vide, make sure you check out exploring sous vide Facebook group at amazing food made easy. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we take a break? I think I'm pretty good. I really appreciate you having me on and looking forward to the second half. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break now. And then when we come back, we're going to have Mike Lachardi join us of the International Sous Vide Association that you're a part of as well. And we're going to discuss the ISVA and the International Sous Vide Summit that's coming up. We'll be right back, guys. Hey all, it's Darren. I want to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast, Inkbird Products. Inkbird's been around since 2010. They make some good uh, humidity controllers, temp controllers, thermometers. They just released a new line of uh, barbecue thermometers. I actually have the IBT4XS model, which is a Bluetooth 4-probe barbecue thermometer. It has up to 150-foot range on the Bluetooth has built-in uh, times and temps for different meats. Works really great. Check them out, Inkbird Products. You can find them on my Amazon store on the link on my uh, website. Also, you can check them out on Facebook, Inkbird Barbecue. You can join their group. They have discount codes, giveaways all the time. But welcome, Inkbird Barbecue Products, to the Fire & Water Podcast. Check them out, guys. Thanks. All right, guys, we're back, and we have Mike Lachardi and Jason Logsdon. And Mike Lachardi is the uh, president of the International Sous Vide Association. And Jason, what is your title with it again, I think Jason? Mike's the CEO, and I'm the president. He's he's the brains behind the there operation. So Mike is the CEO of the uh, International Sous Vide Association, and Jason is the president. Uh, these two guys have created this association to um, – bring under a, one umbrella, uh, you know, some some of the top names in, in sous vide and, and cooking in general to put together a summit that's going to be in July. Uh, Mike, welcome. Thank you, Darren. Thanks so much for uh, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Go ahead and tell me how you guys started this and, and what we can expect with the International Sous Vide Association itself. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of funny, um, and this will come full circle when we talk about the summit, but um, this idea came from a trip to Delaware a couple of years ago, and uh, I was doing a site tour. I, I do hotel sourcing, um, so I was I was uh, doing a site tour, and there was some association that was like tiny figurine collectors that had a, a conference over the weekend in this little convention center uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. And I remember thinking, man, there's an association for everything, you know, and they just sold out a convention center for the weekend. So um, last year I I'd been into sous vide for a few years and um, I'd been a part of Jason's group exploring sous vide since I got started. There's always, I've seen lots of little buzz like, Hey, wouldn't it be great if we could get together and cook or, you know, get together and learn together and Hey, why isn't there a sous vide conference? And so I started looking around and, you know, didn't see anything. There was no professional, um, no real professional association um, for sous vide cooks on the professional side, um, or for enthusiasts. And so I randomly, I, I knew Jason as my favorite sous vide cookbook author at that time. Um, and I randomly reached out to him and, uh, he got back to me very quickly and we started talking and, um, realized that, that there really was a need for the sous vide community, 
um, you know, to to unite. And um, really, our goals with the association are first of all to throw killer events that people can come together and obviously learn about sous vide and uh, you know just network and build friendships that they may have had online, but now they can make in person. Um, and of course, enjoy amazing food all weekend. Um, but the other side of it, like you kind of uh, alluded to in the introduction, was to really unite the sous vide community and um, you know bring together everything that all of the brands are doing that that is so great, um, and all of the awesome information out there, and really become a place um, that puts that all together in one nice easy package for people to come and digest. So those are sort of our our two um, main goals, I think, with the association. That's why we started it in the first place. Yeah, and that uh, me and Jason were talking earlier, and and you know teaching people and, and helping them, you know, once they understand the basic, you know, functions and how sous vide works, it's not really that hard, and not as difficult as it seems going in. So I think once people you know get more used to it and get more comfortable, and there's more information out there, and I think you know things like this are going to bring it more to the forefront. You know, still people I run into people all the time, and they're like sous vide, what is that? You know, and then you know you, you kind of start to explain it to them. They their eyes get crossed, but you know once they point them to my website or the or the you know the Facebook group or to a YouTube channel that shows it, they kind of go, oh, now I kind of understand it. So I think this is yeah. A, a good start to uh, help that out. So, um, yeah. And I mean, it, I think, like you said, once you, once you start doing it and you, you understand the methodology and, and the basic science behind it, it's not rocket science. You know, it, it really is a method that anybody can do. Um, and you'll notice like it, we're about to publish the full agenda for, for the summit on our website. And you'll notice a lot of the sessions are, are kind of playful and, and have some really unique spins on sous vide. Um, for example, there are these two guys that live in Atlanta, um, actually, where you're at, right, I think? Um, no, I'm in, I'm in Tampa. Are, oh, in Tampa. Well, not too far. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're they pie bakers, and they just published a new cookbook, and they use sous vide for all their fruit pies. And it's something you would never really think about, um, but I've made a few out of their books so far, and, and they've been phenomenal so it's a lot of just interesting sessions like that 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 challenge you beyond you know just the basic science of you know cooking a steak yeah that's one of the things that i one of the first things i tell people is it's not just for steak because people get that in their mind that oh yeah you know i've I've used that for steak you know i've I've done sausage you know where i've made my own homemade sausage and i use sous vide to you know pasteurize the sausage before freezing it and all that you know and, um, you know, doing the roasts, you know, making a roast medium rare, cooking it for 48 hours. And then, you know, instead of having to cook it well done so it can get tender and, you know, kick, cooking yep. it till it's, you know, dead. <laughs> but yep, uh, so that's that's kind of why I got involved in it. So I want to show people it's not just for steaks or chicken breasts or pork chops. And you can use it for yeah. so many different things that people don't think of. And I think that's another good thing that the International Sous Vide Association can help with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited Chocolate about that. Chocolate sure. are one of my favorite things to make in sous vide. They are incredibly rich and delicious. And yeah, yeah. I also think one of the sessions that, uh, speaking of just steaks and things on the grill, that uh, uh, relates a lot to your, you know, fire and water is we will have Meathead Goldwyn there talking about sous vide and barbecue. So we're looking forward to that one and seeing one of the biggest names in barbecue come to the conference and share his information with us. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Awesome. and Clint's going to be cooking. So I'm going to have both of those guys on here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. So, um, awesome. yeah, they're going to be on the, the podcast because uh, I, I wanted to get, especially Clint, because Clint does a lot of the cooking for Meathead. Meathead's kind of the figurehead, you know, the, the figure Meathead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he does some of the articles, but Clint does a lot of the, you know, behind the scenes cooking and putting the recipes and stuff together for the website. So, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he's going to be on there as well. So and I know he's going to probably be the one doing the cooking at the conference. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've got to say too, and, and Jason would probably agree with me on this. I think one of the, just the most fun parts of this so far for me um, of creating the association and looking at the event 
um, putting the event together is just getting a network and meet all these people. I mean, Meathead, when we first reached out to him and, and the emails back and forth, he sounds like the most fun guy on the planet. Like I'm so excited to meet him in person. Um, and I feel like that about so many of our committee members and, and it's just been that, you know, cooking brings people together and, and creating great food, um, is really just a unifying factor. And in a time where we're so, uh, at each other's throats all the time, it's really refreshing to come together with all these people from different walks of life and different professions and different, you know, cooking methods. And, you know, we, we all kind of fuse together and it's just been great building the relationships. I think that's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah. I've been really impressed how nice everyone's been and just really accommodating. It's, we have some pretty big names come in that, you know, Scott uh, Heimendinger, the Seattle food geek, who is one of the few people that was blogging about sous vide before I was, is going to be there doing a keynote. And people like that that you just, you could see being a little stuck up or snobby or something are just so down to earth and so just accommodating. It's been really refreshing. Absolutely. I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Jason, about how we, you know, approach our Facebook groups and we're open and teaching. Well, you know, food and cooking is supposed to be fun and make you feel good. And one thing that, you know, I won't put up with in my Facebook group or, or anything that I do is have somebody come in, you have to cook it this way, or you got to do it my way, my way, and just, just negative. And, you know, food's supposed to be fun. People are going to have different, you know, preferences on, on the way they like to eat their food. You can't tell somebody they're doing it wrong because they're not doing it the way you like to cook your food. It's just ridiculous. So yeah, yeah food, food is supposed to be fun and cooking is supposed to be fun. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you can have the best food in the world and it can taste horrible. If you're the people you're dining with or people that you don't like, and you can eat the simplest, you know, food in the world. And if it's with the right company, you're going to have the best meal of your life. So it's all about the people that you're with, I think, and coming together. Yeah. Just to, um, to sort of highlight that, we had the opportunity in September to go down um, to uh, Cuisine Solutions headquarters in Washington, D.C., which is on sous vide lane, which is so badass awesome um, that they have their their business at sous vide lane. But, you know, beyond like everything that they showed us and, and they're the title sponsors, uh, Cuisine Solutions and CREA for the conference, beyond like all the cutting edge stuff that they are doing. And I mean, they served us crazy food that was amazing. Um, just the, the opportunity to sit down with them and the relationships and, um, you know, just, I think what we were there for probably like three hours, just hanging out with, with Gerard and AJ and Jennifer and, um, just getting to, to learn from some of these greatest minds in sous vide, but just, you know, hanging out with them and, and the relationships are so powerful. Um, you know, and so we're, we're really excited to have them at the, at the conference and, um, all of that good stuff. So can you list off just who all is going to be there as far as speakers and, and presenters and all that? Yeah. Um, so I, I won't give you the whole list because there's a lot and I don't want to take up too much, but, uh, if you go to our website, um, they're all on there. Uh, keynotes are James Brichon, uh, who has won Chopped on Food Network twice. Uh, he's also opening a brand new restaurant in Pensacola uh, called Angelina's, which uh, opens next month, actually. Um, I'm very excited to go down there hopefully later this year and check it out. Um, as Jason mentioned, Scott Heimendinger, um, Modernist Cuisine and Seattle Food Geek. Um, we have uh, Meathead Goldwyn. We have Chef Eric Eisenbud talking about dry aging. Um, Gerard Berthelon and AJ Schaller from uh, Cuisine Solutions and CREA. And this is actually the first place that we're announcing this publicly. Um, but Dr. Bruno Gusalt, who is the chief scientist for Cuisine Solutions, and uh, he's the, uh, the guy who really pioneered the method and developed it. Um, he's actually going to be coming to speak as well uh, and, and hang out for the weekend at the, at the summit. So we're super excited to, to meet him and um, just, yeah, he's kind of like the OG. Yeah, of, exactly. Uh, he's um, been around forever. Yeah, we also have uh, David from PolyScience yep. and uh, Cole Wagoner from uh, Anova. Yep, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I think those are that's a good number to to list off here. But uh, there's a whole list. There's probably about okay. sixteen or seventeen that are coming that uh, you can check out on the website. 
Um, and also, you guys are going to be providing meals. Uh, is it just lunch and dinner? What are you guys providing at, at the conference? Yeah, so um, Cuisine Solutions is providing lunch uh, on Saturday, which is going to be fantastic. Um, they are also doing Saturday night a full uh, tasting reception that we're doing um, at a really cool venue offsite. Uh, so we'll be able to get out of the, the hotel and the ballroom for the evening. Um, and we are going to have another, like a kickoff reception on Friday night. Um, I can't really officially announce what we're going to have there yet, but uh, the hope is that some of our chefs who are uh, a part of the conference are going to be cooking up some pretty amazing grub for everybody to taste. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of meat. Yes, lots, lots of, meat of meat, that I think, that night. <laughs> okay, so the website is theisva.org, correct? Correct, yes. That is the main website, and then I guess it's uh, Summit. It has the information for the, the summit, which is in July. We haven't no, – uh, I don't think I mentioned the date yet, but I think it's July uh, 21st, correct, through the 23rd? The 19th, the 19th through the 21st. It's a Friday oh, through Sunday. 19th to the 21st in July of this year. So, yep. and this is the first time you guys done it. And it's really, it looks like it's going to be pretty big for something that's being done for the first time. And a lot of, uh, a lot of people being involved in it. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah. I'm sorry. I really wish I could have made it this year. Cause uh, I just, unfortunately I have a bunch of other stuff that I got planned and scheduled already, but um, and I really would love to attend it. Cause it looks like it's going to be a blast. It should be an amazing time. It's we're miss uh, miss Absolutely. miss having you not there. <laughs> but it's uh, you know I it's been pretty as Jason said earlier. It's been amazing to just you know hear from these you know all of these speakers who have have jumped in this first year and um, Dave from Poly Science has been instrumental in in making a lot of the uh, networking connections that have helped us out there. Um, and certainly, uh, Jason as well has has uh, done a lot in securing um, the majority of our speakers. But it's been so cool to just as we've been talking to people, both on the you know committee side and on the hey come speak at our event side, um, to hear how many people are excited about what what's coming with ISVA and and just that this exists. Um, it, it's really neat to kind of see how the community is coming together. So we're we're very grateful to. Um, everybody who's played a part in making this a reality this first year. And we do, uh, we still do have a few tickets uh, left available and, you know, for having us on the podcast, uh, Mike and I want to give a discount to your, uh, your listeners if you're interested and uh, Mike can uh, provide sure. a link that you can put in your show notes or we'll give anyone uh, that's listening to your podcast a good discount uh, on their ticket while, while supplies last. <laughs> We're getting close, but uh, we like to help out the people that are, have us on to talk. <laughs> Amen. Definitely. I'll, I'll put the uh, discount code in the uh, description of the podcast. So um, and when it runs out, it runs out. But uh, it's great that you guys are having. It looks like it's going to be a really great you know, event, especially for something that's, you know, for the first year of it. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing how many guests and speakers you got going on. And, and it looks like it's just going to be a great time. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about? What, what are your plans for the future for the ISBA besides doing the uh, the uh, summits? So we uh, we you know we have the summits. That's going to be an annual event for now, and and hopefully in the next few years those will go uh, global. And you know we'll start being able to to go to Europe. And um, one of our committee members is Dale Prentice with sous vide Australia. So we'd love to go do this in Melbourne. Uh, you know one of these years. Um, but we've also been working, and and I have to give a, a shout out here to Stefan Boer um, with Stefan Gourmet um, and Dale Prentice as well. They've both been a, a huge part in um, helping to compile uh, a lot of the science. You know, we're we've put and it's published on our website. Um, we have like a, a document that talks about really what our focus is as an association and the information that we publish, how we are, um, you know, vetting everything that's getting published and how we're really separating the good information from the stuff that's not science-based. Um, and Dale and, and Stefan have had a huge part in that. Um, and so we're, we're, uh, hoping right before the conference to have the the sort of first go at the main science information um, ready to publish. 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly going to just be fine tuning that and, and really going through everything that's out there, you know, online and, uh, becoming, putting that, you know, in a place where there's a, a resource for people to come and check it and know that it's vetted. Um, we also are, there's an approved devices. Um, we're testing any sous vide devices really that we can get our hands on and making sure that they, um, meet minimum qualifications that are on the website. So, um, you know, we're not reviewing them, but people will know that, Hey, if they buy this device, at least it's been tested to, you know, meet minimum qualifications, uh, that are needed to be successful. Um, so that's, those are some of the, the things that we're working on. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll continue to build out and, and figure out over the next two or three years, um, you know, where, where this is going to end up. That's great. Yeah. That's one thing I found out early on is there's a, you know, there, and there seems like to be, you know, 10 more every day on, on Amazon, you know, new CV circulators coming out. Um, and some of the, couple first couple that I got, you know, people contact because I have a YouTube channel, people contact me, let me send you a free one and you try out, you know, and I get it. Yep. And it's 10 degrees off temperature, you know, and the water's not circulating, you know, (laughs) it's like things like that. It's just junk. And you're just like, you know, don't even bother trying to sell this thing. Really? The, you know, the the circulator propeller is, you know, it's too small to even circulate a cup of water. And they're trying to sell these things for, you know, 70, 80 bucks on Amazon. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, some of those, like there was one that was really popular for a while and I won't name the brand, but um, it, it was huge. Everybody was buying them and I got one. I actually gifted one to a friend and then I was like, Oh, let's try it out. You know, I have three or four already. My, why not? And, uh, the first one it came and it failed. Like it would not stop at the temperature. It just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. So I reached out to them. They sent me a new one, trashed that one. And I got the new one and instantly at first cook, it was 10 degrees off. I reached out again. The company was shuttered. Like they closed their doors. So, you know, with a lot of these little, you know, independents and not, not saying that there aren't good ones, but gotta be really careful. Um, and and make sure that the consistency of the product is there um, and also the customer support after you know that's the that's one of the hardest things and I think where where I would like to see us as we grow um, talk about with some of these circulators is you know what is all included how does the company back their pro- their you know product and all of that yeah that's that's a good thing because I know I've had some of the you know more top name brand ones where I've got and they had issues as well. So, you know, they're electronic devices. Mm -hmm. So they're all, you know, you're going to get a bad one every once in a while, but yeah, how they treat their customers and how they actually follow up and support you is going to be the biggest thing. But um, yeah, when you get a cheap one, it's, you know, 10 degrees off and they, you know, barely speak any, you know, their English is so broken that (laughs) you know that they're not going to be behind you, you know, six months down the road if the thing, you know, breaks that uh, sometimes it's not. Yeah, worth there's it. no phone number. <laughs> right. Don't reach out to us. There's no way to get a hold of us. You know. Yeah, there's exactly. several companies out there that are pretty big name brands, and you might have to pay a slight premium to get an Anova or a Gormia or Bali Science or uh, a Jewel, but they have companies behind them, and they have people that work there, and they have brands, and they're not just someone that bought a thousand units off of Alibaba and is now drop shipping them under their own name that doesn't really care. I feel like that's the big difference between a lot of the name brands or those people that stand behind their products and have good customer service, which is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate when you see the big name chefs stick their names on stuff like that. Emerald's even got some of his name on it and it's just, they're cheap junk yeah. that you can, like you said, you can find on Alibaba, you know, you pay him an extra 10 bucks. They'll stick your name on it. If you order, you know, a pallet full of them, it's just ridiculous, yeah. you know? So I just, you know, and they all do it. Hey, you know, they're trying to make a living. I understand that, but um, sometimes yeah. you, you know, you got to, uh, quality's got to be there to uh, put your name on it. Some of the, some of these yeah. guys don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's for sure. What I talk about now is trying to try to exceed your your fans' expectations. Promise them something, and then exceed what they what you promised them. Mm-hmm. Don't 
don't just try to make a quick buck because it's a long-term game to build up fans and to keep providing content and value to them will help you go a longer way, I think, than just trying to make a quick buck here and there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they won't follow you anymore. You know, yeah, I bought that, you know, piece of thing that, you know, Emerald stuck his name on it. I'm not going to even follow him anymore because it was garbage. You know, <laughs> it's just, yep. that's yep. just what, that's what happens. Um, speaking of that, I don't know. Did um, you guys have been kind of following what's going on with uh, chef steps and jewel Has uh, Chris young had any kind of um, interest in being a part of the SVA or. So he was one of the original committee members. Um, he hasn't been involved over the last probably six to nine months. We work mainly with his assistant that's not with the company anymore. Um, so we don't have any real insight on what's going over there. But at least from my understanding of what's happening there is that they kind of shuttered their content and they had some new sauces division. Um, but there sounds like they're still supporting the jewel and still manufacturing that. But yeah. Yeah, and that it's a very, you know, they have a really strong following on the Jewel, and it's a high-quality yeah. product. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So I'm hoping that they can uh, they can actually turn it around and hopefully focus a lot more back on the Jewel and, and supporting that product. And, and, you know, their content stuff, though, is pretty good. And I think that's what sold them a lot of Jewels in the first place is their YouTube channel and some of the content they were putting out there. But uh, – yeah. They definitely have a, a pretty strong product there. Um, the only thing I saw with it is just if they had a, a manual control, it would be great. But um. of course, <laughs> <laughs> I agree because I, you know, as as much as I live on my computer, I'm always having technical glitches, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I need a wheel I can spin. Well, you know, and it's like you know, people that don't have a phone or are comfortable using apps, you know, yeah. if they just want to touch a couple buttons, you know, I think, you know, but you know, me personally, I have a couple that have Wi-Fi. I use it occasionally, but most of the time I'm punching buttons, but it yeah. does feel good. If you're, you have to run to the store and you want to check on something and make sure that it's, you know, how close it was in time or something like that. Yeah. It does make it convenient. Um, have you guys heard of the nice wave? Have you seen that one? Cause uh, that was a Kickstarter that started a couple of years ago, but. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it, but I've never got my hands on one and I don't know if anything ever came of it at this point or not. Honestly. Yeah. I, I had a couple of conversations with them early on when we were, you know, working on the conference and um, that sort of just, you know, uh, we never, you know, committed or, or continued. So I'm not sure what's going on with it. It it does seem like a pretty cool product if they uh, if they ever get it out to the consumers. I actually talked to one of the guys that's that put it together, and they're supposedly they're they've started delivering units to their Kickstarter backers. They had a lot of manufacturing issues, yeah. and um, but. From what I what it, see, it's supposed to be about the size of the Jewel, but it's going to have both manual controls and and the Wi-Fi. Uh, it's probably going to be a bigger competitor between the Innova and the Jewel. It's going to you know, if if they can get it launched and keep it going. I mean, you know, these Kickstarter programs sometimes, you know, if the backer pulls out or, or something, it doesn't get successful. Yeah. That's the only thing with that that kind of stuff. But the product itself looks amazing if they can get it get it to people's hands. So I'm hoping that they yeah. do, but, uh, it's not that weird to me either. I mean, I'm fairly active on Kickstarter and I've, you know, bought lots of things and production delays happen, especially when you're having things manufactured overseas and they're trying to, you know, make sure the, the, every aspect of the product is perfect. So, um, I'm still hopeful that, that it'll hit the market pretty soon. Yeah, and I, I recently talked to the Dorian, who's one of the one of the top guys there, and he promises me that that's going to be hitting the market soon. So, but they're uh, you know through all there, they're just awesome. getting the production ramped up now. So, hopefully, it will be. So, what yeah. else you guys? Um, what else you guys want to talk about? We got the ISVA covered. I think I think that's going to be a great event. Yeah, we're uh, we're super excited, and um, you know it's easy to get in. It's right outside of Philadelphia, so. Lots of easy flights uh, into Philly, and uh, you know it's real easy to get to. Um, and we we can't wait. I mean, Jason and I have been working on this for over a year now, and we are you know with our I, I can't thank our committee enough. Um, I I just want to 
quick little shout out to Winter and Lee Red from Hung- Hungry Squared. Um, they have been super involved in the event logistics process and um, you know, our, our committee has just been amazing. Um, all of the people that have, have been helping out. So we can't wait to see it come to fruition and, uh, you know, get everybody's feedback and, and continue to just build this thing, um, and have an awesome conference going. One suggestion I have, and both of you can do yes. this, do a live stream <laughs> on, on the Facebook group. Just, it doesn't have to be the whole thing. Just, you know, when somebody's speaking or somebody's got time, just you know, make sure you go live on the Facebook yep. group because I think that will uh, generate excitement. And um, some of us that can't be there can actually, you know, participate a little bit and watch what's going on. I think it'd be great. Definitely, we'll definitely be sharing content from the from the conference, trying to make everyone that's not there uh, know exactly how much they're missing out on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So next year we can all Absolutely. make sure we go. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you guys started planning next year's yet? Have you kind of know where or when and all that? We have a destination. Uh, It's going to be announced officially at the conference, uh, and we will try to live stream that. So uh, it is going to be August of 2020, uh, the 21st through the 23rd. So if everybody uh, marks that on their calendars, and it's going to be a really cool location. We're working on – committing our keynotes right now and uh you know hopefully we'll have those to announce at the conference as well but uh it's going to be a pretty the the venue we're at uh is pretty special and uh there's a lot of cool things that market brings to the table so we're we're super excited all right i'll put it on my calendar now so that i have it for next year <laughs> i won't have no any excuses next time Darren. <laughs> no excuses for next exactly. year Exactly, and start working on your uh, on your content for for your speak your speech. <laughs> All right. I'll actually maybe I'll just cook something. <laughs> Good. The more food, the better. <laughs> well, Jason Logston, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about uh, your website and Facebook group and all that. And Mike Lashardi, I think I got your name wrong at first, but Lashardi, it is Lashardi. I I really answered anything, but. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for uh, for coming on. I want to thank you for discussing the ISVA and the summit and all that. And I really can't wait to join you guys next year in August. So um, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. And uh, all my listeners out there, make sure you go to Exploring Sous Vide on Facebook. Uh, join the group. Make sure you check out Jason's uh, website, Amazing Food Made Easy got lots of lots of information on there and make sure you join the check out the isva the isva.org is the international cv association has all the information about the summit and what the isva is going to be doing down the road thanks mike and jason i appreciate it and i will see you guys later thanks so much all right all thanks for joining today on the fire and water cooking podcast i want to thank jason and mike for coming on and discussing uh, the uh, Exploring Sous Vide Facebook group and Amazing Food Made Easy and the ISVA. If you're interested in going to the International Sous Vide Association Summit, you can use the code FIREWATER as one word for 35% off the cost of the tickets. Make sure you check them out on theisva.org for more information. Thanks for joining. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel, Fire and Water Cooking as well. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.